0: AI Mentors is brought to you by Allus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Our podcast, AI Mentors, hosted by Mark Kelly, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success and their advice. Focusing on fast tracking you to the top, AI Mentors cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career.
1: Today's guest in the AI Mentor show is Justin Fortier. Justin is a principal data scientist for Viral Games. Justin is an AI, machine learning and data science executive who has more than 20 years of experience developing actionable insights to deliver profitable growth for several industry leaders. In the show, Justin will tell us about why he loves about his job, how to add value to your business using data science, and making the move from working in academia into industry. Later, we'll offer advice on how to make the most of your data science career. You're listening to the AI Mentors Podcast, I'm your host Mark Kelly, today's guest is Justin Fortier, so without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So Justin, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into
2: the world of data
1: science and AI.
2: Sure, so uh, I've actually, I was math and business undergrad, and I've always kind of enjoyed, uh, you know, applying math to solve business problems. So uh, I was doing this long before they called it AI or you know, AI or even data science. It was, you know, advanced analytics and it was statistical analysis and things like that. But I've always enjoyed that. Um and it was just sort of a natural progression uh for me to uh to transition that into predictive modeling and and now uh deep learning and AI. So
1: and why do you think you chose a career in that field? Was there anything particular that kind of drove you to that?
2: Yeah, I think I mean, I remember. I remember one moment in particular. I was working at Staples, uh, their headquarters, um, about ten years ago, and uh, uh, we were working with a, an outside uh, consulting firm that was doing some regression work for us. And uh, I was managing the customer satisfaction uh, survey program for retail, so for all their stores, everything from designing the questionnaire to uh, predicting what are the top drivers of satisfaction and then training the development agents out in the field on, you know, if you move one or if you do one or these, one or two of these key things um, in terms of behavior changes, uh, you'll move the needle on your customer satisfaction from X to Y. And now you'll be a platinum instead of a gold and that kind of thing. So uh, that's when I was like, this is some really cool stuff. And and I enjoyed, uh, you know, the, The theory behind it, but more the application of it, and um, you know, watching them get excited about how you know, if you figure out what are these one or two things that can really move the needle, uh, you don't have to focus on the other hundred things that you might have been wasting your time on, and um, so it's great. So that was you know, sort of basic linear regression, and that's kind of how I got started in all this stuff. And then since then, I've just sort of been obsessed with it, and I've taken you know, dozens of courses online, and uh, largely self-taught. But there's a lot of you know, really great stuff out there. that, that's available so And,
1: and tell uh, us about what you're currently there at the moment, Justin.
2: Yeah, so currently uh, I'm a principal data scientist at an advertising technology company uh in downtown Boston called Viral Gains. Uh and essentially um ad tech is sort of the engine behind the digital advertising space. So uh when you open a browser and an ad pops up, whether it be like a display ad or a video ad from you know a large brand, uh like a Toyota, JetBlue, something like that. Um, we're sort of the ones behind the scene that decide, you know, do we want to bid on that ad space to show you a video? How much do we want to bid? And then if we win, which of these five videos from our different clients should we show you first? And uh, you know, that's all AI behind the scenes figuring out you know, the likelihood that uh, you'll watch each of those videos if we show it to you. Brilliant. And our clients want us to, you know, they all have different goals, but essentially, you know, they want us to get people that are most likely to view their videos, click on the call to action, go to the website, and ultimately make a purchase and, and you know, deliver revenue. So. Fantastic.
1: Tell us about what you love know about your job in the whole world of AI and data science.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I love it because, I mean, in terms of AI and data science, it's just such a rapidly growing field, and there's just so much to learn all the time. And, um, you know, I'm in a bunch of different, you know, groups, and I go to meetups, and I'm taking courses and all that stuff uh, in my own limited time, free time, but, uh, I just love learning and there's always exciting stuff to learn, uh, in this field. And, uh, but I also love giving back and that's why, you know, um, to the extent that I've learned some lessons over the years, I, I like opportunities like this to, you know, talk back. You know, there's a lot of yeah. junior data scientists that are trying to get started. And, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak at some conferences and, you know, they, I love talking to them after and, uh, you know, I can learn from them and, you know, maybe they can learn a few things from me as well.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's that mentor and actually just helping people get their first step, the ladder, just to be so helpful. Even everybody now is just learning from each other because there's so many things changing at any one time. Tell us about the journey to actually making value from data science and some of the important
2: skills that you need
1: to have and maybe the mindset that's involved too.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the ways I'm probably a little different than you know some data scientists, Mark, is that I also I have an MBA, right? So I didn't, you know, I majored in math undergrad with a business minor, um, but then you know, and I worked for many years. I worked in you know several different industries, um, so I've always kind of been in the business world as a as opposed to like you know the PhD academic route. Um, but about six or seven years ago, I decided to go back and get my MBA, and um, that's because I was at a point in my career where I realized, you know. Um, you know, maybe you're building great models, you're doing great work, but it's not, it's not being seen by the right people, and it's not driving business value, and that's frustrating, you know, because you feel like it should be, um, and then I realized that, you know, the soft skills are more important than the technical skills, actually, right, and those are things that aren't necessarily taught really well in school, uh, even at the graduate level, so that's why I decided to go back and get my MBA. Um, that helped me a lot in terms of, you know, uh, thinking about the customer first framing it as a business problem and then solving it with AI rather than saying, you know, I have this great neural network, you know, what can I use it to solve? Uh, that was sort of the backwards thinking that I was doing. And I think a lot of people uh, might do that as well. Um, it's not like you start with the, if AI is the hammer is one of the analogies I love, you know, it's not like you have this great hammer and you're trying to figure out what nail to hit with it. It's more like, it's more like you have a nail and you know what are you going to use to solve that business problem? And it might be a complex neural network or support vector machine. It might be a simple linear regression or logistic regression. Um, so don't get so fascinated with with uh, sort of the sexiness of it that uh, you know you forget the basics of solving the problem. And then the other thing is the communication. So you know the great thing about business school is you know you have a lot of group work. Um, you have a lot of chances to sort of learn how to influence without authority. Um, and you know that's invaluable in the business world, and you also do a lot of presentations, so you know the communication i mean I think half the job honestly is 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 a sales job, and by that I mean selling yourself, right so uh, selling the need for data science uh, it might sound obvious because you know you hear it's the sexiest job of the twenty first century, all this stuff, but you know in reality, a lot of the business world is is just starting to really explore this stuff, and you know they're not all convinced that they need it, and a lot of businesses have been very successful for a long time without any machine learning or AI. Um, so, how, so it's your job to sort of convince them that yeah. um, you, could, you could make them even better if they use these techniques. And, but it's all about the business. It's all about you know, starting with the business and then uh, getting buy-in, creating an experiment for like a quick win, hopefully, and then you can sort of iterate and expand from there. So having a
1: kind of a, understanding the problem that you're trying to solve, being able to influence key decision makers, being able to actively communicate because you're trying to look for sponsors at any one time, but these pe- people might necessarily be ready for their data science message to actually go on that journey, even though they feel like they are, they might necessarily be because they've kind of seen the results they've gotten in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the pros and cons of different domains from your experience?
2: One of the things that not necessarily on you know, by design, but I've, I've had the chance to work, um, in a lot of different domains. So I started in insurance. Uh, then I went to food services, then I went to retail, and then I went to software as a service for small businesses. Then I went for, to scientific manufacturing, and now I'm in advertising technology. So, um, You know, I've also had the chance to work for some big companies with several thousand employees, as well as, you know, some startups with 50 or fewer employees. So I think that's another uh, I think that might even be a bigger difference than the industry is the the size of the company. But, um, you know, everybody has data, right? Everybody has customers um, and everybody's looking for somebody that can find patterns in the data uh, and make recommendations to the business that uh, are going to drive the bottom line. Right. Um, but what's different is, you know, based on the size of the company, there might be more layers of approval that you have to get. Right. So, you know, in a startup, you know, you might be meeting regularly with the executives and you might have their ear and it's not always easy to sell something, but it's a lot easier and and faster uh, than if you're in a company with, you know, there's eight layers between you and the CEO and, you know, getting approval from your boss and then from their boss and then from their boss each takes a month. Uh, by then the model that you've built isn't even really valid anymore, right? So that's some of the frustration I've had in the past, you know, working for really big companies. Um, And that's kind of what I like about the startup uh, life that I'm in now is, uh, you know, things happen quickly. uh, And I like that because I think what's most fulfilling about the job is seeing the impact that your work is having on the business. Um, Nobody cares about, you know, what your area under the curve is or your, you know, or your, you know, however else you want to look at a model, your accuracy, your precision, your recall. Uh, that's something that only people within data science really care about. Um, what the business cares about is, you know, what was your percent lift in viewership, or you know, your percent decrease in cost for you know, test versus control, where the test used AI and the control was sort of using the status. Quo.
1: So, 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 it's data driven. So you're actually really looking at the results, and it's kind of day day zero every day, right? So you're actually just trying to justify that case and kind of lead with the benefit and lead with the, the actual work of data too.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: What kind of- I was, like, Sorry,
2: let me just say, well, I was going to say one more thing about that, and that is the different domains all have a different language, right? So, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen the Venn diagrams for data scientists where it's like you have like, you know, you need the computer programming skills and you need the statistical background and you need the business understanding, the domain expertise. And that's the part that varies so much by industry, right? So, um, you know, for one example, you know I was working at Staples, and you know the products are pretty easy to understand, right? It's binders, it's pens, it's you know maybe a chair or something like that. Uh, but then I worked for a huge scientific company where, you know, I was building a recommendation system, and it's and I you know the output was if you bought this chemical that's you know 27 letters long, uh, you'll you will likely to be interested in this other chemical that's 37 letters long. And I had to work with a subject matter expert who was a chemist within the company and say, does this even make sense? Like, I know the, I know the model says people that buy this will likely buy this, but you know, before I make this recommendation and, you know, you know, have egg on my face, you know, does this even make sense? Right. Maybe they're, Maybe people are buying both because they're bundled together or because yeah. they're very similar products. So that's the kind of stuff that's so everywhere you learn that's a different industry has a whole different yeah. language.
1: So, so, so that's the kind of spurious correlation, just like Nick, Nicolas Cage's movies in July right. versus the amount of people that drink drive in you know, a certain state at certain times. Like these correlations can be perfect depending on what way you want to have them, but right. like, they don't necessarily tell the whole story. And, right. A lot of people say you can kind of get the metrics you want at a certain level of data if you try hard enough. Sure. Absolutely. In certain ways uh, too. Uh, what advice would you offer to people kind of making a move from academia to industry? And I know yours is probably a little bit different because you went and got the MBA. Um, any particular advice that you kind of noticed from hiring those people in data science and building up AI teams?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed, you know, trying to hire data scientists for my team's the last you know few years is um, it's really hard to find somebody with data science experience that also has a good amount of business experience and business acumen. Um, I think a lot of people are coming from it, you know, from an academic perspective, you know, super bright. They might have a PhD in statistics or even some colleges now have masters or PhDs in data science specifically, uh, which certainly didn't exist when I was, you know, in college. but. Um, Again, it all comes back to business, right? Um, I think if you can show um, not necessarily that you know you build really accurate models, but what did those models do right so when I'm looking at a resume, I want to see examples of numbers and that have driven specific business metrics so for example, you know uh, i built a I built a um, let's say for example, I built a classification a churn model you know that helped reduce. Uh, churn in our company by 15% over a six-month period, uh, and that saved the company, you know, 22 million dollars in in lost revenue, right? Something like that. I mean, that's what really impresses me, and that's what I think uh, most people in the business world uh, would would say: is uh, give me specific examples of how you've driven business value. So now, I understand if you're just coming out of college, you might not have had a lot of experience to do that, but. Um, to whatever extent you can do something like that, uh, I would highlight it.
1: Yeah, so being really, really specific, show the return on investment, show why you did this, so and you know that it actually matters and it takes it into consideration. Uh, to Any advice, any other advice that you'd offer to aspiring data scientists or people who are now in the field, but maybe feeling a little bit and not as motivated as they once were going into it because maybe a bit disillusioned because of the data janitor type work and kind of getting the data ready and fit for purpose which can be quite a difficult challenge to do
2: yeah i think that's a great point mark i think uh i think the job of being a data scientist at least my experience can be very different from the hype right i think um You know it certainly is fun Uh, I love it I love being able to think creatively and add value to the business and and work with different stakeholders and executives um, to solve problems but yeah I mean 80% of your time uh, is going to be spent you know doing sort of the unsexy work of you know cleaning the data and you know imputing the null values and transforming variables and uh, driving new variables and things like that and you know you just kind of have to understand that that's part of it right um but i think what i would say is the reward at the end is great you know and it's and it's worth it um you know i have met some some young junior sci- data scientists who've come in and they expect that you know it's going to be all glory uh you know from day 1 and you know that's just not really the case um, but as long as you're willing to do the work and ask good questions and understand the process um And as long as you're in a company that supports that and understands that and gives you the time to do it correctly, um, then uh, I think you'll, it'll be worth it at the end.
1: And just the one thing that's really become apparent when I'm just researching your background and speaking with you is, the amount of insight that you had to the data and then coming up with some impact that's going to make the business better in some different, different way. How important is it defining the right problems and defining the right questions to figure out those problems? And how do you actually go about that journey of kind of think time rather than kind of jumping into the solution or trying to apply these complex models Rather than necessarily have the data fit for purpose, and questions to me, questions to me are so important to kind of figure out. So I'd love to get your insight on that, Justin.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I would two things come to mind when you ask me that question. Right? One is there's a million business problems that could be solved um, using data science or AI, but given the size of your team and you know you need to come up with a roadmap, right? So um, by that I mean the, you know in next quarter, next six months, next year, um, these are the top priorities that we're trying to solve. These are the top customer pain points or business problems that we're trying to solve. And then we'll figure out exactly which algorithms to use later to do that, right? But start with the business problem because uh, you can spend a lot of time going down the wrong path and building this perfect model that solves the absolute wrong problem. And uh, that's, not, that's not something you want to do. It's not good for your career. Um, and it's just very frustrating, right? So um, I think if you start with the right problem, you think about it in terms of a roadmap, in terms of the business first, you hone in on one or two things that you want to solve first, and don't think so much initially about the details or the type of model, but just the business problem. Then later on you go back and you figure out how you're gonna do it. Um, but if you don't start with the right problem, you know, it, it's bound to fail. Um, so, the other thing I would say is, you know, in terms of a specific target variable, right? So You know, one of the mistakes I made in my career is I built this great model at a company and, you know, I thought it was fabulously successful the way I was defining it, uh, and other people thought it failed, right? And it's because at the beginning, we didn't agree on how success was going to be defined, right? So an example would be, uh, we want to add revenue, right? Well, are you talking about percentage growth versus last year? Are you talking about percentage growth this month versus last month? What if there's seasonality in your business? Are you talking about dollar revenue growth? Are you talking about overall revenue for the company or just for specific divisions? Uh, Those are just a few examples of things that you really need to nail that down and get buy-in from from all the executive sponsors ahead of time uh, because otherwise you're solving the wrong problem.
1: So clarify, clarify, clarify. Do not assume anything. And be, be fixated on the problem you're solving, the questions you do, to gather that because once you've got that, It kind of like the Abraham Lincoln. If I had four hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend three hours sharpening my axe.
2: Yeah, no, exactly, Uh, and you know it's worth it because you know while that might not be the sexy part, uh, you know we all just want to dive into the modeling. Um, Again, you know if you don't do if you don't do that properly at the beginning, uh, it's it's doomed to fail. You don't want that.
1: Fantastic. You're listening to the AI Mentors podcast. I'm your host Mark Kelly. I'm speaking to Justin Fortier, who's a Principal Data Scientist at Viral Games. Justin, thank you very much for your time today.
2: Yeah, my pleasure, Mark.
0: Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI Meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldis members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldis.com. That's www.aldis.com. Aldis International. Empowering through AI.